Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. On this episode of the Away Gunners podcast, me, Arun and Deepak get together to discuss the seesaw week that we have been having in Arsenal. We discuss in detail about the loss against Villarreal. We discuss the strategy, players and manager a lot of sebayos and all the other players we also discussed the 2-0 victory against newcastle in brief also the man united protest that happened last week with special focus on daniel x proposal to take over arsenal do check out Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Away Gunners podcast. We've got Deepak and Arun with us. Hi guys. Hello. So, it's a very seesaw week as usual. Uh, as been with Arsenal, we had a game which we lost against Villarreal, which I thought would we would lose really badly, but then it was a decent loss if you can say that. Gave us a gave us some chance in the next uh, next uh, leg. and then we went to newcastle or newcastle came to us okay whatever but that was that a was an away game for us yeah, yeah okay yeah whatever right <laughs> so 17th <laughs> place game 17th placed uh, team game so uh, yeah but it was a very smooth game a, like nothing big or nothing uh, ground breaking that happened so we could talk both games uh, but to start with the vrl game um, arun going up against emery <clears throat> what were wasn't your thoughts very good evening after all was it <laughs> good evening <laughs> it wasn't a very good evening it was a very bad evening it could have been worse evening but it was yeah. a manageable evening so <laughs> i would still say it was a good evening <laughs> yeah it, it just showed like how uh, you know like emery is good at a few things and this is one of them you know like playing in the europa league but he did fuck up the finals for us but if you take that out of the equation he is good at this competition and he just showed why you know villarreal are not like a team that is challenging for the for the top 4 or anything like when they were playing but us, we are not like, either we are not challenging oh yeah we are not either but then like if you think or really think about the spanish league like how often do you see close competitions you know, this season has been a anomaly but like really how often do you see close competition yeah, for the league true. or so in that situation like uh, wherever we are and wherever they were is probably you know like you can See, like, yeah, it's both. Both were in the same situation. Like, being probably ninth in the English league and seventh in the Spanish league is probably the same. So, um, but but given that, like, given the fact that they were not really uh, like you know, like they're not an Atletico, they're not a Real, or they're they're not a Barcelona. Given that, uh, with 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 whatever we ha- he had, Emery clearly showed us like you know how to play a European, how or rather how not to play a European uh, game. Um, european games are all especially if you're going away it's all about um, you know like not having the ball uh, playing well off the ball and like taking the pressure of course when there's a crowd but now there was no pressure but it's what we failed to completely do was like any of that like we we were horrible on the ball we were horrible off the ball it just gave like emery all it made it very easy for him and his team like you know like 
um it, it just seemed like we weren't trying at all i don't know if you guys felt the same way too it just felt like we were not trying you know the the, the fact that it was a semi finals of a, a european league competition did not seem to have dawned on either the manager or the players uh the team that came out was bad uh, there was no tactic there was like trying to use uh, esr as a false nine i don't know in which universe that is going to work <laughs> uh and then like you you have like there's no cohesion at the front there's like huge gaps in the midfield i mean like it just seemed like neither the manager the auditor probably was trying to like you know one of these oh i'm going to just pull a pep trick on him i'm just going to like do something the pep usually does but then like pep has Bernardo Silva or Gundogan to play that role, and we have Emma Smith who makes a world of a difference. So I, I, it, it just felt like like uh, the, the team wasn't ready for the game. The manager wasn't ready for the game. They had like, of course, the injuries did not help, but still, whatever you, the, the team that you put out should should at least be like you know a bit um, like a, a bit reflective of of the the mentality of the manager and the team. And and if this was the mentality, then God bless us, honestly. For the next leg, or and we do few more. But but my question is right. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. There are two things. First thing is that it doesn't happen. It's it's a it's a European semi-final. No matter what it is, players don't need any more motivations from outside or from managers to play the best game that they can. That's a thing, right? When you're in a semi-finals of a competition, that is possibly your only choice, only option. Yeah. Play in Europe next season. You're supposed no, to. No, not not even that, right? Like not even that. Even if we are in top four, or even if we are uh, in top six, if we are in that situation, we we expect our team to play play well, and the players should take that up. It's a semi final, right? How True. how often how often Arsenal has made a semi final? Not, not just really. European semi final, any semi final for that matter. Epic. We have made semi final the last three seasons. <laughs> 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 Actually, we went to finals. <laughs> yeah, and but not final this season as well. <laughs> but but the problem is right. Why why is this? Uh, why is this taking the game seriously? Or are they taking the game seriously and we are not seeing it? Or is it more with like the players having the fear reaction to it, Deepak? Are players afraid of going on to a semi-final? Are players afraid of big games? Are something that matters are afraid of big games we have been keep on saying this like we don't have like a proper leader or a proper character in our team mm-hmm. but all these youngsters i thought like they are like fearless and they would like take uh, take upon any one who comes against them but i didn't see anything in their first leg maybe it's due to the tactics like which we played it it's an unfamiliar system which we played but we had a we had more than a week almost more than a week to yeah, prepare for that game right we played that sound like that should be on like uh, what like not exactly on the play like if, if the blame should be on both the players as well as the managers whatever they like practice like practiced in the practice session it didn't like <laughs> i don't know what they did actually because it was like that they played in the first half at least the second half was okay uh-huh. and yeah maybe it was okay because of the that idiot got a red card and so it's nope. like it's more it's more up to the like i would say up to the tactics as well as like the personnel who started the game like But, most of the players who started they weren't uh-huh. in their like let's say like their 
favorite position yes sir never played a false nine yeah. like, i have never seen him playing a false nine like it, it made no sense to me because like like i said the fact like if, if they did try these things in 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 training like how could it have been a success if it did yeah. become a success who were they playing against during in the training like was it 11 on 11 v 11 you know i i i just couldn't understand like if that system indeed succeeded in training then the 11 11 that were probably playing against them during these training games have to be kicked out of the club there's no way that this system should have succeeded but also the the comment from arted after the game right where he said that um, that the plan went out of the window because they scored within the first 5 minutes what kind of a plan goes out of the window after for, like first 5 minutes uh, don't you make a plan if they score what is our reaction yeah that's Shouldn't what that like, be the plan he is like basically saying like uh, the plan like is out of the window because they are panicking like they are not like they don't trust that's what i feel if he says like uh, i the the plan went out of the window basically he's saying i don't trust the players or i don't trust the system which i put out which is like very bad Mm. so <laughs> i thought he was good at press conference i i, I don't <laughs> i cannot believe he said this <laughs> no he did say that he said that like after they scored in the first 5 minutes the plan went out of the window so i yeah, was yeah, yeah. i was no, very worried he worried. shouldn't be saying like saying things like that at least he should be at good at press conference yeah that's what like um playing with this unfamiliar like thing like let's say he wanted to pull up a but Pepe has been playing the false nine for like last like what like 20 30 games he has like a striker of aguero caliper on the bench and he's still like playing so they perfected that system and like they are like still doing that but we played just one game as you said like mm-hmm. against that two city with city Villian. yeah and, and we played billion <laughs> yeah and then like a semi final and we do like we do start esr as a false nine that was like stupid from arteta first he is but, not like he, but what he other options like, we had right like we had we had martinelli we had martinelli we had pepe you know you yeah. could have even started pepe there like you know, i it, when when you're, the you're, when the when the starting lineup came up i thought it was pepe at number 9 yeah, i thought it was pepe too i didn't think yeah. it was false nine like with esr i thought it was a proper you know like running striker with a pepe hmm Pepe has pace and Pepe like he can dribble like even though he falls over every time but still he had the pace to trouble them I don't know why he was put on the left and ESR yeah, ESR he... is like so small he cannot hold the ball he cannot like win headers or he cannot like do anything mm. even if ESR played as false nine there weren't any support from Pepe or Saka they were just keep on hugging the sidelines they could have just cut inside and given him options that wasn't also there it was like completely a poorly planned tactic from Arteta but also for me the concern was that we know what Emery does right he plays with the wingers he even in that game we saw that he never goes through the middle the middle is not his uh, his place of attack and we had uh, ESR who's a midfielder even though he played as number 9 or whatever we had Odegaard in the midfield we had Sebayos in the midfield we had Partey in the midfield and even Pepe and Saka were coming into the midfield but yet we didn't have any midfield dominance over them yeah because what let's say like Parejo he's like i feel he's the most underrated like spanish player he literally never gives the ball away he like ran rings around like Sebayos and Partey in that first half. 
So plus like uh, as I said, we started Sebas. He's like fit for nothing. <laughs> then uh, Arun actually yeah, like, loves Sebas. <laughs> yeah, that's what like both of we had like more. You're telling like, me that you guys don't love Sebas? <laughs> <laughs> No, but my concern is that, right? Like in this whole situation, I mean, he got his red and everything, but yeah, even... it's not just him. Like every single one of them didn't play up to their potential that much. It wasn't just Sebas. Partey was awful. Yeah, except for the last pass where he yeah, went, yeah. Uh, he did the yeah, whole yeah. Aubameyang. We, like, we we expect we expect more from him. Mm-hmm. Like, dominate the uh, dominate the midfield and like and do something more, not just. Every time I see Partey, it's not just his shooting. He his passing has been like very bad, like this entire season. He wins the ball very well, and then right away he gives it back to them. Then what's the use of winning the ball? I think it's, it is more. It doesn't have any idea about the weight of the pass, where the players are. Like yes, I'm doing all the hard work by winning the ball, and I thought you were here, and I'll just pass five feet when the guy is like ten feet away. Yeah, That's but that is that is more with like Partey hasn't played much. He is he is we can say no, whatever, he but he had like a lot of games. Yeah, he, he has hasn't like good run of games. We can't and... keep on simply defending Partey. He has been awful. Hmm. I don't know for me because I see a lot of potential there. He also has proved himself before this, mm-hmm. so I I feel it is part of the part of the problem is that he doesn't understand his teammates. uh especially it is very difficult with as well <laughs> but but arun coming back to sebayas though right um we really have to talk about him <laughs> yeah because, i mean yeah because the thing is before this game there came out an interview which said that uh he doesn't prefer english uh, game and he Absolutely. prefers going back to spain right and definitely that is something when someone says that does that mean like like does that make uh, the decision easy for the coach right the coach should be like oh you don't want to play here well i'll not pick you up but then he was picked up it should ideally it should i agree with you but if we want to make progressive passes and the options are uh, elneny and sabayos i think even if sabayos says i'm sure you have to pick him no but we we do have other options we could have played like uh, uh now we could have played like uh, put uh, esr there and then have martinelli play somewhere else or we could have played shaka up there and okay. played cedric up uh, cedric as a left back we did have options we didn't have to take uh, sabayos in and especially after like the first half where he got this yellow card and then mm. arteta comes up and says that oh, we were talking very uh, i was and we saw that he was preparing uh, martinelli to sub in for sabayos before sabayos got his uh, second yellow <laughs> right why was that not made earlier uh, i mean and and also like i don't know it doesn't feel like a good fit with sabayos right he has been with us for oh, two it, years it never has it never has like if if you put out a highlights reel of sabayos 20% of it would be maybe good things the remaining 80% is going to be all of the shit that he's done you know like he's fucked up numerous times but like he's he's someone who's supposed to convince people at a club like real madrid that he's good enough to play for 
for them yeah that is that is the most confusing part of it right he, if he yeah. if he is not fit uh, to play the arsenal way or arsenal team that is right now languishing in the 9th and 10th spot what what is his idea about going back to spain is he expecting he, like to be represented or to represent real madrid how how is probably not real madrid yeah like it, it makes sense what he says because it's like the physicality and the closing down he doesn't have time on the ball and when, when you're not too good and you don't have time on the ball then you are going to struggle with the physicality and the pace of the game so i'm really not surprised with uh, what he said he's just like confirm what we've been saying about him on all, all season for like for a couple of seasons now so i see him like yeah going back maybe not playing for real madrid but one of those teams in the spanish league in the la liga that's where he'd play and uh, honestly that would be i'd be really happy if we do not extend and after this after what he said if if we do extend his contract we do extend his loan for one more season then we deserve everything that's going to come to us next season honestly <laughs> like we if we do extend his contract then we definitely deserve that will be the end of arteta sevillas will destroy him. if we extend he, the yes destroyed already two managers i think i mean arteta is almost on the way out uh, for me right now no, if he doesn't I, i i it's i just read something today that stan is like firmly behind uh, arteta the kkc yeah. no i i'm not saying that he uh, he would be sacked i don't think so i don't think even if it's us fans who think that uh, yeah if he doesn't win the europa he is going to get sacked but i don't think it's going to happen they are they have invested in him they they have made him a manager they have given they have let go of almost all the people up uh, up top apart from uh, vinay and edu so they are going to be i'm just saying like i cannot give arteta any leeway uh, i i am giving right now that that leeway i wouldn't be able to give it to him uh, if if he continues this trajectory yes 10 games at the start of the season 10 <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but deepak uh, regarding uh, shaka right i mean yeah. he has been doing a decent job at left back but that's not his position and yeah. um and i'm pretty sure that the next game he's going to play there yeah that that's what i don't get it like why are we like taking out our best midfielder and putting him in his position like which he is not good at again fabian delf from uh, pep is what comes to my mind and <laughs> fabian delf they had so many midfielders to like in the midfield we don't have anyone to play in midfield and why you like remove your best midfielder and play him in a, that position he is not good at tackling Mm-hmm. he cannot like run against like a different like let's say a winger a quick mm-hmm. winger it is not his place and so why do we even play him we have cedric he does a decent enough job right now we are not getting any output from shaka on the left side mm-hmm. he doesn't come forward and like cross the ball or do anything so if we want to do that just put cedric there and ask him to stay back and do nothing mm-hmm. bring shaka and what shaka is doing as well Yeah yeah that's what so like <laughs> so but then we are losing the midfield option right by taking him out it's not that we are yeah. doing so something the entire like i feel like still chaka is our main like like the main part of the puzzle he ticks our everything what we do if luis is not playing mm-hmm. so, yeah 
So if Luis plays, still I don't believe like Shaka has to be in midfield. For one thing, we have to play better, and he complements Pade well. So let's say like we remove Shaka, and what are our options? It's El Nani and like Sevillas. <laughs> we don't want to go there. <laughs> No, I still don't understand that part, right? Like, why are we not trying, say, Odegaard or, uh, or say, ESR on that role that Sebayas does, right? Or, or, or even a midfield uh, partnership of them, right? They are not, they are not See, super they, good. Sebayas at least tackles a little bit what I have seen from him. At least he like puts some effort to go into a tackle and stuff. I don't think like. Uh, ESR or like uh, Odegaard have that in them. They have never played. I I don't think so. They have played in central midfield. Like and whatever I have seen till now, they don't have that enough stamina to cover the entire offensive side and defensive side. So that's maybe what is in Arteta's mind. So so his best option is to. Shut up and start Chaka and like midfield and play Cedric. That is the best thing he can put forward. Mm-hmm. And if he's not doing that, I don't think so. We will like win against win one nil or like whatever. So if he starts his best team, this is this is what I feel. We have to start Abu Mayang. He's fit now. Yep. And then start Saka and uh, like what? If Pepe. you don't want play Saka in the left back, he plays better. They have Martinelli and Pepe in the wings and start with Abu. But, but Saka is now he has not played a lot on left back. He has played as a left wing back in a back three. Right? Anyway, he not... would be better than Saka in left back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but but my uh, my other concern is the centre back pairing, right? Uh, I mean that Mari that... Mari had a horror game. Mari had a horror game against Villarreal. Yeah. Right. Who else like we have Gabriel? So that's that's another problem, right? There haven't been like a proper, like settled centre back pairing for us. He has been keep on changing every single game. So yeah. that shouldn't be happening. A centre back pairing will develop like when they play like lot of games together, which mm-hmm. Arteta hasn't allowed mm-hmm. for these players to have that game. I I don't know why that is happening, but if so yeah, if Lewis is fit, he has to start definitely. But I think he's out, right? Yeah, yeah, he's out right. till uh, for five so, five so weeks or best, something. Yeah. So the best option is like what Holding and Mari. I have never seen Holding and Gabriel to uh, like playing well together. Mm-hmm. Whenever Gabriel plays with Holding, he always has a mistake in him. I always felt uh, Mari and Holding were better together. But seeing how they played in Villarreal. <laughs> <laughs> that is also is like an option, but like Gabriel performed well in Newcastle, yeah. and we will never know like who which Arteta Gabriel will get, yeah, and which uh, centre back pairing Arteta will start. That shouldn't be the case going next uh, going mm-hmm. forward next season. He has to settle on a one player yeah. and then like move around. Mm. But Arun, uh, talking about Arteta's uh, starting lineup, though, right? Uh, before the game, he said that Tierney and Lacazette are in contention for the game. And after Newcastle, he's coming up and saying, "Oh, Tierney and Lacazette are not even in training," which is true. Which is true. I would say they are in training because there were some photos that I saw today, say, which showed that they were actually back in training. So. 
I would like to believe that, given that we only have two more days for a very important game, I would like to believe that they are out in training. Simply, Arteta is playing mind games with Emery. With Emery? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to play mind games with Emery? <laughs> like, we are not playing like Barcelona or like City. Whatever fun we City. make of Emery, he's... <laughs> Still has like a good pedigree in Europa League. So no, actually, yeah. That is one of the things, right? Uh, after they scored the second game, I looked at Emery's reaction. Even I think Ars Blog mentioned it, I think. Uh, they mentioned that he 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 has a pained reaction after the second goal. <laughs> is he still like feeling soft for Arsenal or is he still like... Yeah, that's it... why he brought Kakalem. I don't know why he <laughs> There was absolutely no need. I was actually worried when they scored the 2 0 and they were trying. They, they actually, and uh, I think Leno made a save right after the 2 0. Yeah. Mm. I was worried it's going to be three or four and then there is no way back kind of a game. But then he brought in Cochrane and I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> so basically, let us back into the game. Yeah. Emery being Emery. Like not Emery, Bumri. He let us <laughs> but that Simple is his, that. that is that is his, his problem, right? That is one of the problems that we felt, right? He never went for mm-hmm. the kill. He always was very offhandish. Like when we go for, uh, even if we have a lead, even at one nil, he would just make people to defend. He yeah, that's what they. Win. If you remember, they did against Barcelona. Yes, they could have easily finished off that game, and they mm-hmm. sat back and sat back and they let. Even though referee helped a lot, <laughs> but still. <laughs> Talking about PSG, though they are out today um, of the uh, Champions yeah, I'm League. Happy. Yeah, I'm happy too because it was Pochettino. So I'm like, fuck no, off, Pochettino. Because I don't like Neymar. It's just <laughs> hype and nothing else. True, very true. I'm just <laughs> like, if he was supposedly the third best player in the planet, then he should have at least done more. Then he should definitely be doing more than like what he's done. But yeah, they they didn't have a good game. And but the one thing I was mentioning to Deepak Arun before this was that how Manchester City uh, wins the ball, right? They don't go for hard tackles. They just go and push you, nudge you, and take the ball out of your feet. And I was just uh, mentioning to Deepak that I hope that uh, Arteta learned that from Pep, if not for anything the else. The thing <laughs> is, Arteta learned everything. The thing is, we don't have that kind of players <laughs> that's to implement true. that stuff, and we cannot buy that much players. Like you see, like Pep, like has like what, whatever he wants, he can get. Whoever he wants, he can buy. That thing is not there with Arsenal. So Arteta has to adjust towards that. He cannot like blindly implement whatever Pep does and like expect. Like what? Hell, they need to play like good dog. That's never happening. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I have I have uh, come to realize with Arteta is, I mean, we have never seen up close a coach who have started or who has started his first uh, managerial job. Right? This is first time we are watching someone become the manager for the first time mm. up yeah. close, mm. up close, and. That is where I think there are a lot of problems that we ex- we expect it to be resolved right now, right? For example, the um, um, substitutions, yeah. being late and everything. I I am I'm confused whether it's a 
are we expecting too much without knowing or are we expecting are our expectations uh, beyond what a first time coach would have would be able yes, to accomplish of course definitely yes that's that's the thing that's why like you have so many people saying order out if you really like understand what the club is going through and if you really see that it's a first time manager that you're giving a chance to you wouldn't be saying order out really you wouldn't be saying order out so yeah the expectation there is no way that we should be expecting so much from a team like this under a manager like this so mm-hmm. there's like it's completely disproportionate the expectations of course if you have those expectations if you expect him to like take us to the champions league in his very first full season in charge then you i don't know what sort of an arsenal fan you are right maybe last 15 years all that we've seen is like failure after failure you still expecting a new manager to take you to champions league the first season you must be deluded there's no way that that's going to happen so yeah there's the expectations are very disproportionate to what we have and what we could possibly do i think people are pissed off because we are in like 10th or 11th <laughs> that's where we are supposed to be with like i i agree that it is not a team that should be finishing 10th but like this has been a weird season you know liverpool are finishing where they are so Yeah. yeah, this season, yeah, that's what. Yeah, so I don't think we have a lot more to discuss about the game against Villarreal, unless you guys think of something that we we are missing uh, in that game. I mean, I mean, when Martinelli came in, it was a re- I mean he had a really good cameo again, uh, and um, it is nicely poised. I am very very scared because it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a home game. the next leg is going to be a home game and we have to keep a clean sheet or outscore them by two goals yeah um, i don't I think, think we would win like huh? i think that's, we will win that's a that's a more positive take than me because we would win but at what cost right we have to win okay let me say we'll go to finals okay <laughs> <laughs> but on the other side though uh, united just demolished uh their opponents yeah, it's expected um, they have like world class players they they are sub- they are a champions league team in a europa league right yeah. that is that is true that is true but still if we uh unless there is some magic that happens who are their opponents again roma is it roma yeah. so now uh, mama to roma so what is going to happen now <laughs> he might have like a good impact there like italian league is not like fast paced like english premier league and yeah but it's the first game i don't think i mean it will be the first game no, he's not, joining he's only not next like season. next season yeah, yeah, joining only next season oh okay so i isn't doing anything now yeah yeah like, so there is not going is to, over. there is not See, going like, to be a upset or something at home if united I, like if you want to win against united you don't score in the first half and lead them <laughs> just go on level and like go and that is our speciality we never score so yeah. <laughs> whatever, like, whichever team they have played against and when they have gone like 1-0 or 2-0 down in the half they simply turn up to another level yeah and they just batter them out and finish the game right away something <laughs> ole does i don't know what he does ole is like for me he has been the best man manager in this entire season mm-hmm. somehow he has managed to turn the team around well, yeah given like he has world class players as well 
Talking about United though, uh, did you guys see the whole protest that happened over the weekend? Like uh, where they had to, uh, you know, uh, reschedule the whole Liverpool game. What are your thoughts on it? More people were watching it than those who were watching the Arsenal and Tottenham games. So <laughs> people found it more entertaining than either us or our neighbours. <laughs> Actually, like uh, here in the US, the NBC sports, they like cut the coverage of Arsenal game and they were showing the protest. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly correct. Uh, it was like picture in picture. Like the Arsenal game was like shown like at the bottom. The United protest. Wow. <laughs> For me, the whole thing is this uh, this protest and everything. Um, two things that come to my mind. First thing is that um, I thought United uh, was doing good, right? As in uh, competitively, they are thereabouts. I mean, Arsenal fans having trouble with their owners is given because we are nowhere close to where we want Arsenal to be, right? But United are thereabouts. They are second. They finished second a couple of seasons ago when Mourinho was there. Uh, They got the Europa League. They are not not so far away from where they want to be. But still, their fans are... I mean, they want, want title, obviously. That is different. But what I'm saying is... They are not as far as we are to have that much concern over their owners. No, for me, their owners are the worst than Arsenal owners. Oh, really? Glaciers are like, it's really the worst set of owners you can have. They like literally take money out of United and they put them in debt. They are the most revenue generating brand in football. Mm -hmm. And you don't expect them to be in debt. So they are just taking money out of profits out of the club and they are like still borrowing money from like United. So that's why their fans are more frustrated. I, I feel they are the worst owners. Arsenal owner is anyway like better. <laughs> I don't what are your thoughts on that, right? Like because for me it was a confusing thing because especially uh, since where they are in the league or where uh, uh, what kind of players because our problem with our owners is two, twofold no, right okay okay because I'll tell you I'll, I'll try to put myself in their shoes and I'll tell you why they have the problem you, mm-hmm. you tell you keep telling me that they they won they gave second twice mm-hmm. and uh, they they won the Europa League but how far away have they been from the first spot over the last like since uh, Ferguson or Moes left? And you are really talking about a team that has been continuously winning, has was continuously winning, and then after a managerial change has not like won a lot. But then how many times in these seasons since Ferguson left, have you ever felt that United could be title challengers? No, uh, no, not really. Not even once, right? That's exactly why they're protesting. It's the same thing as us. Us, but 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 the with, problem is right for us. The problem is very clear that our owners are invest not investing in players, but they the are well. they are getting the best players. Like they got yes. Bruno last year, they got Cavani, they got Pogba, they got like Martial when we went for him. They got really good players. They generate like some ten times of money what we generate. That, what we, that's a thing. They don't want to they just want to invest more into the club rather than taking into their own pockets. That's what the United fans are protesting about. 
So mm-hmm. imagine we are there; they are earning some some millions, or like they are like the biggest brand in football, and they want like Champions League or win the Premier League with the amount of revenue they are generating. And the owners are just spending what Bruno they signed for fifty million. Yes, they are yeah. spending money, but it's it's just like peanuts when you compare to the money they generate. Plus, when you know that one Bruno is not like it's the same problem as us. What we are at least conservative, we can say that we don't have the money and all that. But like what we do is the same thing. We when we need like three or four really good players, we just sign one and three like three or sign uh, the other three or four to be shitty people. Mm-hmm. So as a result, what happens is even though there's that one guy doing good things for you, these three or four people are going to bring everything else down. That's what they've been doing in 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 uh, one transfer window. A team like United. Needn't have just stopped with Bruno when they know that they have other deficiencies and they could possibly buy other people. It's not like us where we have to like sell to generate money and the owner is firm in his stance that he won't like you know give us any money. All every time the watches that we keep hearing about, which ranges anything from fifty million to two hundred million, is very virtual. It's more virtual than Bitcoin if you can actually think about it. Bitcoin at least has some value. So. When we have owners and we complain this way, those guys who are generating way more money and the owner has never said anything like you know I'm not going to be spending money. They just they spend money, but they just don't spend it on the right place and at the right time. Yes, mm. when they took over the club, they weren't in debt. They were like, they were like a profitable like, like empire. Now they are like in lots of debt, which were like due to their mismanagement of the owners. they take a lot of money let's say they take like 400 million and they just like spend like 100 million so that's what they they don't want they just want them off for me they are the worst owners followed by arsenal <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a lot to do with i i hate to bring that again Imagine but it's a... like uh, stand like takes uh, takes lot of money out of arsenal and puts it into debt of like some 700 million <laughs> there will be like there... <laughs> there will be burning of the stadium down and like yeah. problems aftv will have a field day with everything that that happens that's the thing like you know the united protests have shown us that fans are capable and can do things like this and i though i am like not fully on with the fans like you know before the, a game before like a huge game like united liverpool you don't go and do those things you're just distracting the players more and more if you're doing it on the day but the that day. is the whole point right because it is the whole point but i i really don't know if that is the way going on to the pitch i don't know if that is the way to put it you know mm-hmm. but this is something definitely like is possible and could likely happen at arsenal as well but also one more question i have is why now right because i mean i understand the super league uh, pissed people off and everything but this is a very uh, like imagine right like now right now united has the best chance to win europa league to finish second in this in this league right why yeah. now why now is the yeah, question they know that liverpool game is inconsequential and they have already won the tie against roma it wouldn't affect players in any way Mm-hmm. so maybe that's why they thought yeah but i i know like liverpool game is the biggest game yeah. in the calendar but maybe they wanted to prove a point saying that uh, enough is enough uh, we need we need you out mm-hmm. they had to show like somehow like you guys are like you have crossed the line with uh, the super league 
and we want you out they needed to show that somewhere yeah as arun said i also like don't like the way they went and destroyed the pitch as well as they they broke some what uh, uh equipments and things so which it's like basically hooliganism so mm. yeah but- but how did they get it to the stadium is what i am concerned about is that an inside job or something like someone is like yeah, definitely <laughs> <laughs> sounds like just go and like yeah I'll let you yeah, maybe that stewards or like some uh, a staunch like uh. supporter <laughs> like there we go <laughs> uh, but uh, jokes aside though uh, our game day since we were talking about it about newcastle though um, there were a couple of things right uh, um with uh, martinelli having the man of the match performance and then mm-hmm. arteta coming out and saying i love martinelli more than you guys <laughs> we, we are making him say these things we are making him say these things <laughs> but but also my concern is that i i am not 100% sure that martinelli deserves a place ahead of esr or saka or even odigard in that in that in that pain or pepe uh, pepe and uh, pepe saka esr odegaard pepe saka esr i can understand odegaard like yeah, he can start ahead of odegaard odegaard had like four good games yeah but but martinelli injured and he went out and after he came back he what two games he played he wasn't mm-hmm. that great against newcastle as well no he but was that pass was great right like the pass that uh, for the second that goal that like, odegaard was like who anyone can play that pass no because it was on the right and the wrong foot for martin lee and it See, was these are the small kind of things which we simply hype up and like... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a decent enough pass which you expect a good number 10 to make <laughs> fair enough fair enough um but but on the back of that performance and even in the game against villarreal right uh, he played really well and do you want martinelli to start the next leg arun or do you want him to be an impact sub i want him to start the next cool it's a very good question if obameyang is available yeah impact sub impact. i would still go with pepe and uh, yeah impact sub yeah i always felt like martinelli plays a, a like better as an impact sub he like keep on running around that create a lot of chaos mm-hmm. and, like, uh, like, not like gundozi gundozi thrives on chaos but like uh, <laughs> martinelli creates chaos yeah <laughs> the other person who had a really good game was uh, luis unfortunately he got injured after that but my uh, last game for the club that is the that is the thing i was worried about or actually uh, because what luis does it is very clear the distinction between what luis can do and how much that could impact our team versus not having luis and how much that negatively impacts our team right mm-hmm. so um, let me put it this way luis is probably our best center back right now in our club yeah. right and he is our best ball progressor in our club uh right now best center back uh, i don't know best ball player <laughs> shaka but but okay even if we consider shaka he will be the second right even yeah, if we yeah, say that yeah. and so especially since he is out for like i think four weeks or something four weeks or five weeks whatever are you expecting uh, i am laying out to both of you are you guys expecting uh, us to sign him back for one more season 
or if not how do we fill that gap how how i don't think any of our existing center back can fill what he does after saliba i don't know how saliba play after luis i think the best passing center back we have is mari <laughs> yeah but but he is not he is not he is not yeah, good enough consistent enough and stuff yeah i think that's why arteta wanted to sign stones we have the rumor and stuff stones mm-hmm. is like really like a good ball playing center back now we are not getting him <laughs> for sure no no way so yeah like i think uh, the first thing with who we should sign is a midfielder for sure then like a backup left back and then maybe we can try for a center back if not if we don't find anyone just at least now extend luis contract hmm yeah because like a center back shouldn't be our first choice like a midfielder yeah. a good a really good midfielder should be our first choice because i cannot watch this midfielder <laughs> <laughs> another season of sabayas and elneni <laughs> yeah See, we were renowned for our midfield players i don't know where the darkness <laughs> that's what someone said today uh, about like from uh, yeah, fabricas <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah yeah you mentioned from fabricas to santi casola to ozil <laughs> and rajesh to this shit <laughs> but um, yeah sticking on to luis though that pass for the first goal was really good and uh, i i also thought that uh, berlinen had a decent uh, decent enough game uh, mm. i mean not something great but he didn't do anything wrong either so arun do you think berlinen is going to have a comeback or that's so no, like no please no it's enough he's finished enough. I I know he's like been with us since he was a kid and it's like you know all this talk of loyalty and all that but yeah he's not going to take us to the next level honestly for the good of the club and for himself uh, on, like if you really think about it the clubs of the caliber of Arsenal I don't think any other club at the same level would actually take him unless like he's going to go to like PSG or something like that where you really don't have to do anything and you're going to win the league you know so uh, yeah for me him at the top level is done and he showed uh, he showed that time and again this season so yeah no, not for next season i'm saying like for the next game do you want uh, berlin oh, to start oh, or you, like you meant come back in that way okay uh-huh. no 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 berlin or do you want to stick to chambers for now yeah i'll try rather stick with chambers i trust him uh, more defensively even if he doesn't offer a lot offensively i trust him more defensively Actually, he is a better crosser than Bellerin. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, but uh, yeah, I I still think that I don't know. I'm kind of stuck because I think I like Chambers. What he does, he's a proper you know proper player. Someone who is professional, who keeps it very simple. He doesn't try anything fancy or. you know not have a lot of flair and stuff like that he's a very simple uh push the ball cross or come back and defend kind of a player but i still think we need someone who's also a little bit flair like you know the other side we have tierney someone who could match that yeah. energy basically like liverpool has spoiled everyone 
<laughs> that is true that is true we never had that option gibbs and uh, sagnya <laughs> sagnya was good tierney is enough for us like we should have like a solid right back who can yeah. defend properly yeah that is more than enough for us now that shouldn't be like a like a, that should be like fourth or fifth choice in our transfer <laughs> <laughs> okay so but uh, now that sebayas has sebayas has taken himself out of the picture and then um, so the midfield partnership is either going to be elnini or or it's going to be cedric and uh, shaka moved into the midfield that so, should be the starting lineup if we want to go to finals that's it yeah. i think i think arteta will do that he probably like that would also provide another attacking outlet so mm-hmm. very likely to i think he's going to go with cedric but the good thing about the uh, about the game against newcastle was that abameyang found his uh, shooting boots mm-hmm. and it was a i mean uh, deepak it, it it was a good finish no matter what i am not like talking about that i am just saying we have been saying this entire season ah, one goal scored our boys back uh, nothing let him go uh, let him take us to finals and win us the cup mm-hmm. that's what we gave him 350 for not just <laughs> Four goal against Newcastle. <laughs> true, very true. Uh, Arun, before we wind up about uh, the predictions, uh, have you have you seen the interview that Andre gave and all the uh, Daniel Ek whole thing? So seems like it is a genuine thing. But yeah. for me, the concerning thing is that such kind of like, do you remember the Usmana uh, time when he wanted to buy Arsenal? and he was like okay i'm going to buy more shares and stuff like that it was all showy but it never uh, it ne- at the back it was like he sold everything back to kse and went about um, he, was, he was he was forced to do that yeah but still i'm just saying like this daniel leg guy he could have done this behind the scenes why bring this up when the product when the whole protest was happening and then uh, I, i see that he's an arsenal fan i mean he is an arsenal fan but it it seems very dodgy for me the whole thing what do you what do you think about it it is that, i i don't know if it's dodgy but like i don't see it happening that's where i that's where i am like i don't see it i don't know if it's dodgy i mean like everything was everything the shit was hitting the fan you know like at that point when he came out and said the esl was getting cancelled the fans were like all angry mm-hmm. you're right it could it could seem like you know very opportune uh just to like use that moment to come out and say i'm going to buy and then maybe that could have led to an increase in spotify downloads i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's what they want so i don't know but but yeah the timing was it, it could also be seen as like a frustration of a fan like us who has the means to do something about the situation you know so we can uh, talk all we want but like even if each of us pitches in 100 bucks we are never going to get to the amount that is required to like even make a statement about a club like arsenal this guy though he owns like an 8% stake is well worth like 4 billion so um, yeah so that is probably like the way in which i see it as like uh, that's the frustration of an arsenal fan who has probably the means to you know like buy the club and and run it as he pleases but how will it be deepak if he actually buys it right just just as an imaginary thing if he buys it and then it's an arsenal fan run club do you think it's going to make a lot of changes like no no way so uh, like i don't know like where like 
he has to take out loan against arsenal and then spend that i don't know how it will like turn us profitable we will become like united in debt or like barcelona who has some 700 million debt so because like first of all we have not managed properly at the top with edu and like making like some stupid investments i don't know i don't think so this would work out basically it's just free advertisement for spotify <laughs> <laughs> but he involved all uh, all our uh, ex players like he he mentioned and andre mentioned the same thing that uh, burkham was involved uh, i think just uh, like marketing stuff and things you get <laughs> all the legends like the fans will like listen to them hmm. it's like it's a simple thing i don't think so stan would first of all like sell yeah and then i don't think so this guy has like the enough funds he said he, he has secured the funding to buy arsenal i don't know but i don't think so this is a good idea for us to mm. sell to him like hope stan's improves and spends a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways it's uh, let's do the predictions we have the game uh, against vrl uh, soon so and uh, there's one more game for us is it the weekend or do we play landal who cares <laughs> no we play we play on sunday against uh, west brom so oh, yeah okay. so so you guys want to go with the predictions for it arun do you want to go uh, with the predictions first for the west brom game for both the games we are yeah, real we'll, we'll we'll win the best we'll win both games so uh, should i say <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i do okay so we'll win the west brom game the stakes are low there mm-hmm. uh, i well, we have to win the real game I, I i really don't know what to predict here. i i don't know i mean like i think we'll snatch a 1-0 win against them okay um and west brom do you have a score predictions Two zero. Okay. Deepak, what about you? Two zero for both games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we have been playing well, like when we are like staring down the barrel this season. So uh, I expect yeah. us to turn up and win this, this game. Always a first time for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And time. if we are, if we go to finals, we are winning the cup. Fuck <laughs> Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm first worried about the vrl game because i still think that yeah, uh, that's what i put a caveat there if we go to the finals no <laughs> you, uh, yeah i get it but still i'm just worried about the vrl game because uh, uh arteta has a tendency of overthinking it if he keeps it simple i think we would we would win it very very comfortably because um as a team we are better uh, quality wise in a, in a lot of positions than we, we are real but on a strategy wise and the whole idea of uh, you know unai emery never losing a, a two legged tie those two are certainly against us there is there is everything as arun said there is first time for everything as a first time yeah. <laughs> it will happen that someone sent a meme undertaker meme something <laughs> that is going to happen <laughs> absolutely so i do hope that uh, we win both the games and uh, we make it through the next round um thank you guys for joining today uh, it's been a nice part thank you so much for joining and hopefully we'll meet after the uh, after making it to the finals bye bye bye
And that is the end of the pod. For more Arsenal-related content, please like, subscribe and share to the Awakeners podcast. See you next week. Arsenal! Arsenal!